lads and ladies, welcome to the Junior Classics. Hi there, I'm Sir Bradley Hassey, a teller of borrowed tales. Join me as I share stories of courage, adventure, and wonder. But don't take my word for it. You can find out for yourself on today's Junior Classic. Hello everyone, I am Sir Bradley Hassey, guardian of the written word and your guide through the Junior Classics. Our mission is to safeguard the wisdom in the classics and inspire children and families with a love of good reading and a real and lasting interest in Western literature, history, and scholarship. In short, I tell classic, traditional, and wholesome stories for youngsters and make it fun and edifying. I'd like to welcome my little bears from Bertaria, the unauthorized, my steadfast, loyal listeners from Crosspoint and the region, and unknown but valued listeners from around the world. My special thanks, of course, and my enduring appreciation to my Patreon supporters who help keep the show going and growing. If you like what we're doing, creating stories for the good of your kids, support us on Patreon for five bucks a month or subscribe to unauthorized.tv. Go to JuniorClassicsPodcast.com and click on the Patreon link. Okay, last time we completed the series of Indian tales, but it is high time we return to the land of our fathers. Sons and daughters of the West, I'm very excited to introduce the new series, Tales from Europe. The next bunch of tales spring from the nations of France, Spain, and Poland. Our story today is called The Snuffbox by Paul Sabiu. Paul Sabiu was a French folklorist, artist, painter, and writer. Many of his works are about his native province, Brittany. If you live in America, a province is similar to the state you live in, like Indiana, Florida, or Texas. The French province Brittany is this week's geography highlight. It is located in the northwest corner of the country, along the coast of the English Channel and the Atlantic Ocean. It is home to many prehistoric monuments, medieval castles, churches, and town walls. It's surrounded by the sea and is home to numerous lighthouses, including the tallest lighthouse in Europe, made entirely out of stone. It is 83 meters or 271 feet tall. In fact, it may be the third tallest in the world, which is quite impressive since it was built in 1902. Brittany offers a wide range of fish and seafood, and the traditional drink of Brittany is cider. The historical motto of the province is, rather death than dishonor. Quite fitting for the junior classics. And now it's time for... Lost and Found Words! Listen carefully to these words and their meanings, and try and spot them during the story. Our first word today is lath. A lath is a thin, narrow strip of wood used under roof shingles or tiles, and walls and ceilings to hold plaster. Lath and plaster is what was used to make interior walls before drywall. So, in our story today, the prince wishes for a castle built with laths of gold in tiles of diamond. So imagine his walls and ceilings were made of gold 
and his roof of diamonds. Our second word today is a snuff box. A snuff box is a box for carrying snuff. Pretty simple, right? Uh, snuff is pulverized tobacco, which is taken into the nose. Today, snuff boxes are collected since many antiques were rich in detail and made from expensive materials such as gold, silver, and ivory, and were often adorned with artwork, gems, and precious stones. Our third word is bribe. Bribe means to persuade someone to do something you want by giving them money or a gift. This is usually a dishonest or illegal act. In our story, the jealous queen bribes a servant to steal the snuffbox from her children. Our fourth word today is vain. Vain means useless, pointless, or ineffective. Our prince searches in vain for the snuffbox, meaning his search was entirely unsuccessful and failed. And our last word today is coax, C-O-A-X, coax. This means to gently and continuously persuade someone to do something or to talk someone into doing something through compliments, temptations, or other tricks. The prince in our story coaxes a maid or talks her into revealing the hiding place of the snuffbox. That's all for today's Lost and Found Words. Now, on to the show. As we begin our new series, there is one important fact to remember about the old fairy tales. And that is that they were repeated aloud from memory, not read from a book. Fairy tales were very popular in the Middle Ages. In the long winter months, fields could not be worked. Traveling was impossible, and all were kept within doors by the cold and snow. We know what the knight's house looked like in those days. The large beamed hall, or living room, was the main room. At one end of it, on a low platform, was a table for the knight, his family, and honored guests. At the other tables, on the main floor, were the armed men, who helped defend the castle from attack and the maids of the household. The storyteller had his place of honor in the center of the room. And when the meal was over, he was called upon for a story. These storytellers became very expert in the practice of their art, and some of them could arouse their audiences to a great pitch of excitement. Now, I want you to imagine we are gathered in a great hall at a great table, and you junior scholar, are my honored guest. Our bellies are full of wild game and good cheer. Outside my walls, a winter storm pelts the countryside, but we are kept warm in my great glowing hall with its many roaring and crackling fireplaces. Sit back, relax, and close your eyes if you will. This evening, I am both knight of the household and the storyteller. by Paul Sabio.
As often happens in this world, there was once a young man who spent all his time in traveling. One day, as he was walking along, he picked up a snuff box. He opened it, and the snuff box said to him in the Spanish language, what do you want? He was very much frightened, but luckily, instead of throwing the box away, he only shut it tight and put it in his pocket. Then he went on away, away, away. And as he went, he said to himself, If it says to me again, what do you want? I shall know better what to say this time. So he took out the snuff box and opened it. And again it asked, What do you want? My hat full of gold, answered the youth. And immediately it was full. Our young man was enchanted. Henceforth, he should never be in need of anything. So on he traveled, away, 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 through thick forests, till at last he came to a beautiful castle. In the castle there lived a king. The young man walked round and round the castle, not caring who saw him, till the king noticed him and asked what he was doing there. I was just looking at your castle. You would like to have one like it wouldn't you? The young man did not reply. But when it grew dark, he took out his snuff box and opened the lid. What do you want? Build me a castle with laths of gold and tiles of diamond and the furniture all of silver and gold. He had scarcely finished speaking when there stood in front of him, exactly opposite the king's palace, a castle built precisely as he had ordered. When the king awoke, he was struck dumb at the sight of the magnificent house shining in the rays of the sun. The servants could not do their work for stopping to stare at it. Then the king dressed himself and went to see the young man, and he told him plainly that he was a very powerful prince, and that he hoped they might all live together in one house or the other, and that the king would give him his daughter to wife. So it all turned out just as the king wished. The young man married the princess, and they lived happily in the palace of gold. But the king's wife was jealous, both of the young man and of her own daughter. The princess had told her mother about the snuffbox, which gave them everything they wanted. And the queen bribed a servant to steal the snuffbox. They noticed carefully where it was put away every night. And one evening, when the whole world was asleep, the woman stole it and brought it to her mistress. Oh, how happy the queen was. She opened the lid and the snuffbox said to her, What do you want? I want you to take me and my husband and my servants and this beautiful house and set us down on the other side of the Red Sea. But my daughter and her husband are to stay behind. When the young couple woke up, they found themselves back in the old castle without their snuffbox. They hunted for it high and low, but quite vainly. The young man felt that no time was to be lost, and he mounted his horse and filled his pockets with as much gold as he could carry. On he went, away, away, away. But he sought the snuffbox in vain all up and down the neighboring countries. 
and very soon he came to the end of all his money. But still he went on, as fast as the strength of his horse would let him, begging his way. Someone told him that he ought to consult the moon, for the moon traveled far and might be able to tell him something. So he went away, 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 and ended, somehow or other, by reaching the land of the moon. There he found a little old woman. What are you doing here? My son eats all living things he sees. And if you are wise, you will go away without coming any farther. But the young man told her all his sad tale, and how he possessed a wonderful snuffbox, and how it had been stolen from him, and how he had nothing left now that he was parted from his wife and was in need of everything. And he said that perhaps her son, who traveled so far, might have seen a palace with laths of gold and tiles of diamond and furnished all in silver and gold. As he spoke these last words, the moon came in and said he smelled mortal flesh and blood. But his mother told him that it was an unhappy man who had lost everything and had come all this way to consult him and bade the young man not to be afraid, but to come forward and show himself. So he went boldly up to the moon and asked if by any accident he had seen a palace with the laths of gold and the tiles of diamond and all the furniture of silver and gold. Once this house belonged to him, but now it was stolen. And the moon said no, but that the sun traveled farther than he did and that the young man had better go and ask him. So the young man departed and went away, 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 as well as his horse would take him, begging his living as he rode along. And somehow or other, at last he got to the land of the sun. There he found a little old woman. What are you doing here? Go away! Have you not heard that my son feeds upon Christians? But he said no and that he would not go, for he was so miserable that it was all one to him whether he died or not, that he had lost everything, and especially a splendid palace like none other in the whole world. For it had laths of gold and tiles of diamond, and all the furniture was of silver and gold, and that he had sought it far and long. And in all the earth, there was no man more unhappy. So the old woman's heart melted, and she agreed to hide him. When the sun arrived, he declared that he smelled Christian flesh, and he meant to have it for his dinner. But his mother told him such a pitiful story of the miserable wretch who had lost everything and had come from far to ask his help, that at last he promised to see him. So the young man came out of his hiding place and begged the son to tell him if in the course of his travels he had not seen somewhere a palace that had not its like in the whole world. For its laths were of gold and its tiles of diamonds and all the furniture in silver and gold. And the son said no, but that perhaps the wind had seen it, for he entered everywhere and saw things that no one else ever saw. And if anyone knew where it was, 
It was certainly the wind. Then the poor young man again set forth as well as his horse could take him, begging his living as he went. And somehow or other, he ended by reaching the home of the wind. He found there a little old woman, busily occupied with filling great barrels with water. She asked him what had put it into his head to come there, for her son ate everything he saw, and that he would shortly arrive quite mad, and that the young man had better look out. But he answered that he was so unhappy that he had ceased to mind anything, even being eaten. And then he told her that he had been robbed of a palace that had not its equal in all the world, and of all that was in it, and that he had even left his wife and was wandering over the world until he found it, and that it was the sun who had sent him to consult the wind. So she hid him under the staircase, and soon they heard the south wind arrive, shaking the house to its foundations. Thirsty as he was, he did not wait to drink, but he told his mother, that he smelled the blood of a Christian man, and that she had better bring him out at once and make him ready to be eaten. But she bade her son eat and drink what was before him, and said that the young poor man was much to be pitied, and that the son had granted him his life in order that he might consult the wind. Then she brought out the young man, who explained how he was seeking for his palace and that no man had been able to tell him where it was. So he had come to the wind, and he added that he had been shamefully robbed, and that the laths were of gold, and the tiles of diamond, and all the furniture in silver and gold. And he inquired if the wind had seen such a palace during his wanderings. And the wind said yes, and that all that day he had been blowing backward and forward over it, without being able to move one single tile. Oh, do tell me where it is. It is a long way off. On the other side of the Red Sea. But our traveler was not discouraged. He had already journeyed too far. So he set forth at once, and somehow or other he managed to reach that distant land, and he inquired if anyone wanted a gardener. He was told that the head gardener at the castle had just left, and perhaps he might have a chance of getting the place. The young man lost no time, but walked up to the castle and asked if they were in want of a gardener, and how happy he was when they agreed to take him. Now, he passed most of his day in gossiping with the servants about the wealth of their masters and the wonderful things in the house. He made friends with one of the maids, who told him the history of the snuffbox, and he coaxed her to let him see it. One evening, she managed to get hold of it, and the young man watched carefully where she hid it away in a secret place in the bedchamber of her mistress. The following night, when everyone was fast asleep, he crept in and took the snuffbox. Think of his joy when he opened the lid, when it asked him as of yore, Get, get us. what do you want? What do I want? 
What do I want? Why, I want to go with my palace to the old place and for the king and the queen and all their servants to be drowned in the Red Sea. He had hardly finished speaking when he found himself back again with his wife, while all the other inhabitants of the palace were lying at the bottom of the Red Sea. I hope you enjoyed this first tale from Europe. Seems to me there is a lesson about jealousy. I usually tell you what I think the lesson is, but instead, I'm going to leave you with a few questions to ponder. You can always go back and listen to the story again if you need help remembering. We read that the king's wife was jealous, both of the young man and of her own daughter. What did the young man and daughter have that made the king's wife jealous? What actions did the king's wife take as a result of her jealousy? What did the young man do when he realized his snuffbox was stolen and his palace disappeared? Did he complain and cry about it? And at the end of the story, what happened to the jealous queen and her family? Now, keep sending me your art projects. Make a drawing, painting, or coloring about anything you liked from the story or anything related to the Junior Classics, and send it to JuniorClassicsPodcast at gmail.com. Stick around to the end of the show to hear a traditional folk song from Brittany. That's all for this week, Junior Scholars. Until next time, I am Sir Bradley Hassey. Be brave, be loyal, and speak the truth. Now for you parents out there, I want you to understand why we are doing this what we are trying to achieve, and how you can help us. This is a rescue operation to preserve the classics and the wisdom within before it is lost forever. Our goal is to inspire children with a love of good reading by safeguarding and breathing new life into the greatest stories in history and empower you, the parents, with a resource you can trust to enrich your child's mind and spirit. We don't want these stories and the wisdom within to be forgotten so our children don't have to learn these lessons on their own. The most important thing you can do for us is to spread the message and tell others about these stories and what we are doing. If you want to donate, we would love that as well. My promise is that 100% of donations will go to building the impact and quality of the Junior Classics. If you have feedback and thoughts on how we can do things better, please send an email to juniorclassicspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to the Junior Classics. Oscia si al gambala surire i tintulla ridendo. Oscia si al gambala surire i tintulla ridendo. Oscia si al gambala surire i tintulla ridendo. Oh, bisquets jammes marse numbers guinet. Oh, bisquets marse kerental. Oh, bisquets jammes marse numbers guinet.
Let's go, 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 let's go